We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people on the lands which Deep Herd operates. Welcome back to the Grains Combo Podcast, brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development in Western Australia. I'm Cindy Webster. And I'm Jeanette Pratt, and we are research scientists based in regional WA. These episodes shine a spotlight on the knowledge and tools developed by Deeper to grow the grains industry. In today's episode, I'm talking with Deephead research scientist Sue Broughton and wheat breeder Dr. Scott Sittingham of Longreach Plant Breeding, and we're discussing Deephead's serial double haploid program and some exciting new discoveries. Welcome to the podcast, Sue and Scott. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you, Sydney. Before we dive in, can you give me a bit of a background about each of your roles? Sue, can you start and give us a bit of a bit of an introduction to yourself? Hi, Cindy. Yeah, I manage an area called genetic resources here at Deep Herd, and part of that is the serial double haploid program. We develop special genetic populations called double haploids that we provide as a fee-for-service to breeding companies and researchers at Deep Herd and other research institutions in WA and around Australia. The breeding programs are about 85 to 90% of our work and the rest are research populations. Thanks, Sue. And Scott, how about yourself? Yes, yeah, sure, Cindy. Um, I'm the wheat breeder for Western Australia, and I've been with Longreach for just about four years. My primary role is to select crosses and design crosses uh, designed for the WA environments, selecting improved material, as well as manage the field trial network here in WA. As a secondary role, uh, I enjoy uh, managing the relationships um, with researchers like Sue, and that's to get the best R&D benefit for our company going forward. Excellent. And before we get into the nitty-gritty, Sue, what exactly are doubled haploids and why are they useful in the world of plant breeding? Um, to explain why double haploids are useful, I need to first explain a little bit about plant breeding. So the plant breeding process in crops like wheat and barley starts with crossing or hybridising parental varieties. So plant breeders do this to develop new varieties with improved yield, quality, um, disease resistance or resistance to abiotic stresses. After crossing, it takes about four years to get fixed or true breeding lines again. So lines have to be fixed or true breeding before they're released to growers as new varieties so that they stay the same from year to year. Um, but using double haploid technology, we can get fixed lines in 10 to 12 months. So you can see that this technology saves uh, three years of variety development. Wow, that sounds really exciting. What method do you use at Deep Herd to generate doubled haploids in wheat and barley? Sure. In double haploid technology, you can either use uh, immature pollen or egg cells to make double haploids. At Deep Herd, we use the immature pollen method. So immature pollen cells are actually called microspores and they sit inside the anthers. So the anthers are like a suitcase full of, full of these microspores. In this method, we, uh, we induce these microspores to, instead of becoming mature pollen and filling up with starch, if we give them stressed treatments at a particular time, we can induce them to develop directly into embryos and plants. Uh, that's a fact that I still find amazing after many, many years. Um, so you'll remember that pollen and egg cells are haploid in that they have half the chromosome complement of normal diploid cells. So normally at fertilisation, you'd have 
pollen and egg cells combining to form a diploid embryo. So I can hear you thinking, if we grow a plant from a haploid pollen cell, won't that plant be haploid? And you're right, we can grow haploid plants, but because they've only got half the chromosome complement, they're sterile and won't set any seed. So a crucial step in this process is a chromosome doubling step, and this does two things. Uh, it restores the full chromosome complement, so the plants are now fertile. So we go from haploid to doubled haploid. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is that it fixes the genetic variation. So when we've made plants from microspores from, from hybrid parents, uh, each microspore is genetically different. So when that chromosome doubling occurs, each plant is becomes 100% homozygous or fixed or true breeding. So we call these plants double haploids instead of diploid because it lets people know that they're genetically pure uh, inbred plants. And uh, in a nutshell, I guess, the take-home message from all of what I've just said, for plant breeders, double haploids are a shortcut to developing fixed lines so they can reduce the time for variety development. That's a really nice summary, Sue. Thank you. And Scott, can you tell me how a collaboration between Deep Herd and Longreach came to fruition? Sure, Cindy. Um, basically, this has been running with Sue's lab since 2012. We have successfully worked in a synergistic partnership with Deep Herd WA and the dedicated staff at the DH lab to develop new fixed lines, as Sue has already alluded to. This helps um, speed up our breeding program and ultimately shorten the possible time for us to release a variety each year. Um, the key to the success has been just basically the development of a two-way street of communication and keeping to strict uh, deadlines to be able to, do, to deliver on the DH lines that we require. And um, basically, this is how this has comes about or how this is done is the growers might un try and understand where we, can, where we get our revenue from, and primarily that's from EPRs or endpoint royalty system. And uh, basically... The endpoint royalty system is the only way us as a private breeding company get to reinvest uh, money into developing better new varieties for the growers on, on farm. And Scott, why are doubled haploids important to the breeding programs at Longreach? So DH lines are essential to our breeding program as they underpin the speed component of our business model required to develop fixed lines in the most much shorter time cycle. This allows us to place these fixed lines into um, yield trials much faster than what conventional breeding approaches would. And the secondary advances of DH technology is that they actually help to improve our, our pipeline overall as they help to improve the release of in, um, improved parents um, with improved resistance and disease and superior yield. So they underpin, the technology underpins our uh, our breeding pipeline, and the unique thing in Longreach is that about 50% of our pipeline is actually based on DH technology, and that's the essential part that this technology plays with Longreach's future. And Sue, why are our West Aussie labs so unique when it comes to doubled haploids? Uh, we have developed a very robust uh, anthroculture protocol for both barley and wheat here in WA. And uh, we're the only lab making barley double haploids in Australia, and we're one of two labs making wheat double haploids. The other wheat double haploid lab is based at uh, Sydney University, and they use a different method. Uh, they make their double haploids from egg cells, whereas we make ours from the immature pollen cells or the microspores. So uh, when the microspore method works well, it's very productive because obviously we've got large numbers of microspores in each anther. Um, 
from an international perspective, around the world, uh, most people making wheat double haploids still probably use the, the egg cell method, this, this wide crossing method, uh, and, and probably not that many use anthoculture. Um, so yeah, we, we have developed a very robust protocol that works well over a large number of different genotypes. So when we're making double haploids for uh, companies like Longreach, they obviously give us a large number of crosses and we need to develop double haploids from all those different genotypes. And I understand there are several doubled haploid varieties scheduled for release this year. Can you tell us a little bit about this new variety, Scott? Sure, Sandy. So since 2002, Longreach has released over 40 different varieties for the nationally for, for Australia. And of those, 13 approximately to date have come from DH Technology. Um, and this year, there's two new releases to come out from Longreach, and they'll be named LRPB Major and LRPB Tracer. Now, the interesting facts about these two varieties is they came from one cross that was processed by, by Sue's team in 2016. So ultimately, they um, will be great for the – we are very excited how good they'll be for the growers in the eastern states. And um, they're very exciting releases as they have high quality, high yield, and really good disease packages. Um, just for some interesting facts, that there was an, a, a release from that came out of Sue's lab in 2021, which was a release also in the eastern states um, called um, Longreach South, um, that also came out of uh, double haploid technology. And Sue, looking ahead, what do you envision for the future of doubled haploid research in wheat and barley breeding? Are there any exciting developments on the horizon? Yes, there are some exciting developments. Uh, so one development is some collaboration with deep herd scientist Dr. Yong Han, who's working on gene editing, which is non-GM, in wheat and barley. So potentially this gene editing technology can make specific changes to plant genes for rapid and targeted trait improvement. So we'll be working with Yong to combine double haploid technology with gene editing so that we get 100% homozygous or true breeding lines with novel gene copies. So this will greatly speed up the process uh, of developing new breeding materials. So this is a really exciting space and it's really exciting to be working with Yong in this area. I look forward to hearing more about it. And as we reach the end of the podcast, do you both have any final messages for the Australian grains industry about this research and outcomes? Uh, for me and everyone in the double haploid team, it's really exciting to have positive outcomes for the Australian grains industry. There'll be three varieties released this year that have come through the double haploid lab. Um, there's the variety Neo from Intergrain and the wheat varieties Longreach Major and Longreach Tracer that Scott has just talked about. Uh, which will be released later this year in the Eastern States. And Scott, any final messages from yourself? Um, thank you, uh, Sydney. I would just like to take this opportunity to thank the hard work of the Deep Red staff managed by Sue. Without their support and commitment to delivering high-quality material, Longreach's breeding pipeline would simply not be successful. Longreach are hoping to sustain a grow and grow this partnership with Deeper into the future, as this DH program is a critical part of the Longreach breeding pipeline and our model, and is making a significant impact to wheat growers around Australia. And as, as a breeding company, hope to just bring better varieties to the wheat growers around Australia, um, ultimately with using the best technologies, such as these double haploid service partners, team. Sue and Scott, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and highlighting your work in serial doubled haploids and the exciting new varieties to be released. Thanks, Cindy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. 
More information on this topic can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode, you can download and subscribe to Grains Convo on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll be back on the 1st and 15th of every month with a new episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.